everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspoke Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the Advice Not Given podcast. We are in, what, week 87 of quarantine, I think? 132. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, we have been at my house. We've been at home now. We've hit our one-month mark, and we are on our fourth or fifth week of doing these welfare checks, and so we're glad you're back. We're glad you're continuing to listen and continuing to call in and send in your messages As always, Kelly and I would like to first start by giving our own personal check-in. We've been using a a number scale of 1 to 10, 1 being completely at ease and normal, and 10 being crazy. So Kelly, we'll start with yours, and then I'll share mine. I am recovering from probably an eight or nine day. So I think I'm still sitting around like maybe a six Mm, um, because it's still kind of wearing off. But yeah, this weekend was really tough. Um, It was Easter. It's a holiday. It was also leading us into this week, which is spring break. I should be on a beach somewhere. You know, the kids should be having fun. Uh, They were actually supposed to be at a theater camp and they adore our little local theater. And they were doing a camp this week where they were going to all learn parts to Shrek Mm -hmm. the musical and then perform it on Friday. And I was stressing in my pre-corona life. I was stressing um, Friday because this coming Friday, because that was going to be their performance. And I had already agreed to be in DC this coming weekend. And I was already like, I had, you know, my mother-in-law was supposed to come up and watch the kids, but then I was trying to figure out how to like reschedule my flight so that I could make the performance and still make it to DC. And you know, it's the stupid mom guilt stuff, right? Like do I miss the performance? And, uh, now all of a sudden, like none of that matters. So yeah, no (laughs) trip, no camp, no, 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 nothing. (laughs) No, just kidding. They actually, our theater has pretty geniusly, uh, pivoted, uh, and they are doing online virtual camps. So I was really like, cautious about it. I was like, there's no way this is going to work. You're going to expect kids to sit in front of a computer on Zoom from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. with like a lunch break and learn lines and sing. And it is now two o'clock on Monday and they have not gotten up. Like they have been loving it. And I keep walking by and hearing the conversations and like the the actors like teaching them. It is adorable. That's and awesome. so, yeah, they're making the most of it. And I don't know if the kids really even care. Like I, they're, they're just going with it, you know, yeah. like they love it. So anyway. Hey, and they're probably just glad to not be doing schoolwork this week too. Yeah, so. for, Cause that's a whole nother conversation. We are yeah. not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. yeah. I would say I'm, I don't even know. Like I just keep going back and forth. I do feel like I'm hitting, hitting our, we're hitting our stride with like, kind of like accepting that this is what this is. Um, but I'm still having days where I'm feeling like the the swinging scale of emotion and and the it's not even panic or worry as much as I would say it's just kind of like a almost like a depression of like yeah. you know it's only ten o'clock and I, and I'm not saying I'm depressed because I'm not it's just more of like that low energy low mood kind of feeling mm-hmm. and no, um, yeah so I guess if I had to put an average on my last week and a number I would say probably four to six, you know, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the whole, like, I guess we can't complain. We've had 
you know, it's been a it's been a decent week. And one huge adjustment I have made is, you know, we had intended for our school year to end on Friday, May 1st, because we were planning a PCS and the kids and I were going to get on the road a few weeks ahead of Ryan in mid-May. And I've slowed down my kids schooling because I want them to continue to have some things to do on into May because I feel like this is going to mm-hmm. go on a little longer. So instead of just our typical, you know, the trains leaving the station kind of we're doing this, like I've said, just do, you know, three or four things each day. And that's hopefully going to extend us a couple of weeks. But another really big thing that's very current, um, my hometown of Chattanooga, they had a, I think, category three tornado Mm -hmm. come through. And so all day today, I've just been seeing posts, like true check-ins of like, hey, we're okay. Trees are down, but Mm -hmm. you know, or power's out. I know in my hometown, there's like a seven day wait to a potential seven day wait to get power restored. And I was talking to my mom and I'm like, or she was saying, can you imagine people who have like stockpiled groceries and now your refrigerator is like out for several days and you've lost all that. So gosh, just the weight of managing a pandemic and now a natural Mm -hmm. disaster on top of that, that's just left me kind of like feeling really grateful for my own circumstances, but also just kind of heartbroken for a lot of people who now have added that huge thing to their plates. Oh yeah. That's so we had the warnings going off all morning. Um, cause that same st- the system came through Yeah, North Carolina pretty heavily. And I, you know, I actually not even looked at the news, so, um, I don't know what the status is. I'm, I'm sure it was hard for a lot of people. I was just stressed. Like, it, and it's almost like you just hit yeah. a point where it's like, I, okay, well, this is my, <laughs> this is where I am. This is just the life, the, the stage of stress we live in. Um, yeah. And to your point about like energy, like I am totally feeling that too. Um, and I actually had the thought a couple of times this past week, like, wow, I am just so tired yeah. and I've not done anything. And it's almost like a check, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what do I need to do? <laughs> you, It's a fight. It's just a fight. It's a struggle to like try it to is. maintain normalcy and Oh, yeah. Well, and I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but Ryan and I were talking over the weekend about how this is just, I think it's like normal because our we're feeling it in our bodies. Like we're feeling, mm-hmm. I feel the tension in my shoulders. I'm feeling mm-hmm. like the need to sleep more. And I think it's just the way our bodies are holding stress. That's how it's coming out. Like exhaustion, yeah. low energy, sore bodies, <laughs> tired um, uh, preservation. I bet it's mm-hmm. something to do with just, yeah, like not knowing where the danger lies. So let's like conserve. Yeah. Right. So everything, it's just like, well, maybe I should just sleep. <laughs> At least yeah. That's how I am. I'm like, if I just sleep, I'll feel better when I wake up. <laughs> well, that, and I know as an Enneagram six, I struggle a lot in the fight or flight, like in my body mm-hmm. when I have a lot of high adrenaline or high, you know, heightened things. And so maybe that's kind of collectively what a lot of people, it may not be to the level of like, oh, I need to move this car off of this child, you know, kind of level right. of adrenaline. But yeah. there is a low level adrenaline of like worry and, you know, are we going to be able to get out? Are we going to be able to get groceries? Are we going to get the virus? Mm-hmm. And so like when you carry that in your body, like it does come out at some point. So. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it starts to like atrophy too. Like your, your sense, it almost like dulls your sense of Maybe. panic and worry. Like at some point you need to like, the Annie has to come up a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> like you acclimate to one level of stress and then it takes, oh gosh, yeah. I hope not. It's crazy that we're even it having is. this conversation. I know it is. Mm. Well, we're going to go to our first call in welfare check. And this comes from Jen. Uh, Kelly, go ahead and play that. We'll do that like we've done in the last episode where we'll listen and then we'll respond together. 
Hi ladies, this is Jen McDonald. And first I wanted to say I love what you're doing. I think these like quarantine diaries slash welfare checks, I think they'll be so interesting to go back and listen to later and kind of, like you said, a documentary of what we're all going through. So I am in the South Texas area and I think I'm in a little bit of a different spot than some of your listeners. I don't have small children. Our youngest daughter still lives at home and she is 21 and is in college and works and and kind of very independent, of course. So as far as changes go, I had already worked from home and my space has kind of been invaded. So to backtrack, in February, we lost my brother, my younger brother, who was only 42. And so we had gone out to his memorial and then I had traveled for work and then was in the San Diego and then also also up in Washington state. So a couple of the hot spots and I had just gotten home when kind of everything hit the fan here in Texas and probably just a few days after I got home, my husband came home and said that his company that he works for, a really large company, were sending all their employees home for the foreseeable future. So I think for me, my biggest adjustment was suddenly I'm having a lot of people in my space that I'm used to having to myself that has been interesting. I've had to keep my sense of humor and send out some inner office memos is what I like to call them about things like turning on the walking dead on the TV in the middle of the day, right by my office or bathroom usage. (laughs) You just have to laugh. And I, I guess probably my perspective right now about things is a little different because kind of just lived through our worst nightmare, losing my brother. So everything else kind of pales in comparison. And to be honest, the first few weeks of stay-at-home orders, I didn't care. I didn't want to be around people anyway. So I was fine with it. I'm starting to kind of get a little antsy finally. And I also, I don't want to go too far into this, but I discovered the Enneagram through you guys a couple of years ago, and I was convinced I was a two. And then I've gone back and forth for about a year, whether I'm a two or a six. And I have no doubt any longer because I think it's interesting to look at this whole thing and see how you react in stress. And if you didn't think I was prepared with toilet paper and paper towels, of course I was. If you didn't think I was prepared for having to be quarantined or worrying about everybody, absolutely. I've lived through this in my mind a million times. So what do you think I am? I'm a six, of course. And I don't know. There was like almost a peacefulness once it all happened. Like, okay. I'm, I'm good. We are prepared for this. What else could happen? And I don't want to say that lightly because I know worse can happen, but I think it's been really telling to me to kind of see how I'm moving through all of this in light of where I lead with the Enneagram. So I guess my best advice would just be try to have a sense of humor, find something funny, get outside like a lot of, of you guys are saying. And I think that's all. Thanks for all you're doing. Thank you, Jen. And first of all, just from uh, both Claire and I, we want to pass along our sincerest condolences um, on the loss of your brother. I know that was beyond difficult. Um, I think there's something to be said there, too, about um, suffering and and what it means and looks like to different people. So it's all kind of relative. Um, And I, I love that she points out, you know, 
she had just gone through and is going through something incredibly difficult. Um, so this kind of pales in comparison to what yeah. she has just now recently kind of emerged from. And again, it's still, it's still walking through. Um, I find it interesting too, that, um, she is, she is grieving the loss of a loved one. Um, and we've all kind of compared even just the social distancing to mm-hmm. a type of grief. Um, so I don't know. I think there's, um, a lot to be learned through that. And I wonder if, um, that's helped her in a way deal with like, you know, the broad, larger, con- you know, yeah. issues of suffering about in the country and the world, um, because she is so tangibly attached to her own personal grief in this moment. I don't know. Um, yeah, I ooh, agree. Jen, we love you. Um, and thank you yes, for illuminating an interesting point about the Enneagram and stress. Um, I love that we've also been able to kind of see you walk through your own personal typology, like for yeah. for you to be, I know this, this conversation started a long time ago. I remember yes, talking to, to Jen, like we, we, when we first started doing any kind of like conversations about the Enneagram, she's like, first she was like, mm, I don't know. And she decided she was a two because again, most women want to be twos. That's like, oh, I'm a two. Or just a lot of our natural like day-to-day things that we do point us to, totally. yeah, I'm a giver, I'm a doer, I'm a helper of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And if I were to try to guess her type, which you're not supposed to do, and this is why, I mean, yep, sure. You totally a two and Claire totally a two, right? Like, I'm just like, Oh, y'all are so lovey. And so anyway, um, but she did kind of walk through her whole process and finally landed on six. And when she did, it was like illuminating for her. So, um, well, and as a six, I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, no. Well, yeah, I just love that I've been able to kind of see that. And then also we can take a moment and all right, look, they say like the easiest way to figure out your type is to see the things that offend you about the type description, right? When you see the nasty or the ugly or the not so great pointed out, that's usually when you start to figure out, oh, that might be me. me. But also some of the easier ways to determine your type is how do I act in stress when I'm Mm -hmm. stressed out and those red flags start like bouncing up right? You can Mm -hmm. start to notice those patterns. And that's one way. Um, And yeah, Claire, talk about like what she was talking about with the six and the stress. Well, what I was going to say that resonated so much with me is she said that when all this hit, it was almost like she had a peaceful feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And I have another really good friend. Hey, Leah, if you're listening, we were we have texted off and on these last few weeks, like, we live in panic. We live mm-hmm. in worst case scenario mode all the time. So when so, when our worst fear has finally come true, it's almost like, well, yeah, of course it has. Like we've we've planned for this our whole lives. Like, of course I have toilet paper. Of course, like I have a plan, you know, like, so when Jen said that about the peaceful feeling, like that's definitely true of this type mm-hmm. of type six. We, not peaceful, like, haha, we told you so, or peaceful, like, yeah, there's well, nothing to worry about, but it's like a confirmation of everything right, you've yeah. already been rehearsing in your mind. So. I was going to say validating. Yeah. I can imagine that being like, instead of you always seeming like, you know, off the deep end or like overprepared yeah. or getting picked on for being overprepared, <laughs> I pick on my sister for being overprepared. I'm like, yeah. your life must be exhausting to lug all that crap around with you every and let time me tell you, go, you It is. It is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It, the, I'm sure. The physical and the mental load yeah. that we carry, but it's like, yeah. yeah. Who who's laughing um, now? <laughs> <laughs> not not me. I'm like Claire. Do you have any toilet yeah. paper? Um, no, I mean I'm not laughing that, either. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one thing that um, 
I had heard about the six and the stress kind of um, orientation is that this, and you're, you're basically saying the same thing, but it gives your free floating anxiety. That's just kind of always like in your, in your atmosphere, it gives it something to anchor onto. Mm-hmm. And that alleviates so much of the uncertainty that is also causing anxiety, which continues this whole spiral. So yeah, absolutely. Um, just well, a word too. on like Enneagram and stress. If you guys are curious if we do not have enough time in the day today or this episode, but we, you know, maybe we can revisit in the future. Um, every type kind of has their core coping mechanisms. Um, and what happens is when you're kind of, when you're under pressure or in facing stressful sort of, um, environments, Claire, you've already touched on fight or flight, right? We have these instinctual reactions that rise up in us and that we have become kind of habituated to and towards. Um, so when we have a need that needs to be met, we all kind of do a thing that gets our need met, right? So, and it looks different for each of the nine types. When you start to, um, not behave in healthy ways. Like let's say you don't have the energy or the, the mental resources or, um, the physical, um, emotional energy to cope with a situation that is stressful, like what we're dealing with now. Um, you might fall into like lower levels of health and resort to more automated sort of coping mechanisms that you're not paying attention to. You just do them. They just happen. Um, and once you kind of exhaust all of those coping mechanisms that are key and central to your own type, what happens is that you will reach into or fall into or head towards or whatever language you want to use towards another type that you're connected to by the arrows on the Enneagram. So a lot of times what that looks like is, um, well, I mean, the way it's built, the number that your arrow points towards is your, some people call it a stress number. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of theory and debate on what it should be called, we'll keep it easy and we'll just call it a stress number for now. Um, understand there's a lot more nuance to it, but um, you will kind of habitually or make this automated move towards your stress number and start using some of those coping mechanisms, those resources available to that type um, in order to try to get through the hard thing. Uh, for me, I'm a five and that looks like a move to seven. Um, which can be kind of weird <laughs> and kind of crazy looking. Um, but instead of it can, you can make, make this move in a healthy way or an unhealthy way as with anything else in life. Um, right. but a lot of times, uh, especially when we're not paying attention and we're not self-aware, it's usually an unhealthy move. Um, so knowing what those moves look like for you and for your type are super helpful and can also help you determine your type. If you recognize a move, um, you know, oh, that's me for sure. That can actually help kind of anchor down which your core type is. Yeah. Well, Ron and I, we talked a lot this weekend about just a lot of things related to this whole experience and how for so many of us, it is bringing out like the worst in us, right? Like it's bringing Mm. out like whatever that core fear is and, or that core desire. And, you know, he, he really reminded me yesterday. He was like, he loves the Enneagram, not as much as I love it, but he does love it. And he was like, you know, the thing I feel like a lot of times with any of those like typology systems, he was like, so many people just cling on to the negative parts and like continue to label themselves and really use it as an excuse to stay stuck or an excuse to, I mean, even just condone their behavior. And he was like, I just feel like we all as a, a society, we need to be thinking about like, not the, the negative labels, but like, how are we working toward being at those high levels of health, right? Like, so as a six, Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on my either fear or um, 
desire to hear from an authority figure. No, be reminded, Claire, like you have it within you, like trust yourself. And instead of like fear of what's to come, no, rise to that high level. Like this is a time to showcase your courageousness and like, like for each of us to, to really think on like, what's, what's the best version of myself and um, like not get so, not as a way to put pressure or expectation on yourself, but just as a way to like, not feel so guilty of like, maybe the bad parts or the, the frustrating yeah. parts. Well, yeah, because it just stacks on the shame and other things on top yeah. of each other. So just just as an example, um, you as a six go to three right. in stress, right? So what that can look like, there's two different ways that you could move to three. You could do it on the high side or the low side, right? right? So if you're conscious of that, that could actually look like a high three would be productive, yeah. well-paced, and active, right? But if you're going to make that move on the low side, you're going to be more anxious. You could be like exhibiting workaholic tendencies. It's super frenetic and it's uh, image driven. Yeah. So those can either be like markers for you, like, Ooh, I'm not doing this well. Or it could be like, um, just something to be cognizant of. Did you happen to see, um, Renee Brown shared with her podcast this past week about how all of us, either we become in anxiety, we become over-functioning or underperforming. Did you see that? No. Happened to hear that, it? Though. No. Oh, huh? It was good. It was good. And she doesn't really get into like Enneagram, but it's the same thing. Like in stress, like do stress and anxiety, like what comes out. And she actually points a lot to birth order being a predictor of oh, whether or not you over-function or underperform. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. We'll no, link that in the notes. That. Yeah. So mine, um, so I, as a five go to seven and we won't go through all of these, but since y'all know us so well at this point, <laughs> if yeah. it makes sense for us to just share. Um, so fives go to seven, um, fives typically when we're stressed out, we have an exacerbated need for privacy and our security, mm-hmm. um, kind of our, our awareness of our security function sort of increases and we become more attuned to it. Yeah. Um, and we start to like build up walls and all that, all that fun stuff. But, um, when I go to seven in a high, good way to the high side of seven, it can help me be more fun, um, be curious, have more sense of a better sense of humor and be more creative and adventurous. And actually I've heard this pose too. Like the better way to make that move, like, okay, so, so you say make the move intentionally. What does that mean? I can actually go seek out fun things to do, mm. right? Because I know that that's a healthy practice. And the more right. you practice it, the more it becomes a habit, right? Um, so that, what does that look like for me? It's dance parties with DJ mm-hmm. D-Nice on Instagram <laughs> when I'm cooking dinner. And the kids are like, yeah. what in the world is wrong with mom? And I'm like, yeah. it's okay. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the low side is frenetic escapism and gluttony, yeah. um, which, yes. So yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we, don't need, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go there. Yeah. I actually shared a meme on my personal account today of like, I'm looking, I, I made it. It was like ISO in search of an oral surgeon to wire my jaw shut. <laughs> I can't quit eating. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's so true. So yeah, just be aware that the system is supposed to help be a map and not, like you said, not point out all the bad stuff all the time and not right. give you like reasons to make excuses for yourself, but it actually can help direct 
Um, it's almost like, oh my God, I hate to compare this. I am not a psychologist, again, disclaimer, <laughs> but um, com- cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah, that's the whole is. point, right? It's to create these patterns in your brain and these these circuits in your brain, whether or not that's something that you had, you know, a way in which you plan to address a situation, um, the more often you recite a mantra or an yeah. affirmation to yourself or whatever, the more thoughts, likely it is yeah. that it'll start to take over and override um, the more base level sort of reactions that are frankly not super healthy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, oh, we wanna... on that note, yeah, oh, go ahead. Time out. So, I've gotten three requests this week alone of when we want to or when we're going to reopen our Becoming Your Own Guru e course. So, sweet, sweet listeners, um, I'm going to make an attempt. We're trying to migrate the platform that the course is held on. So I'm going to make that a personal project as my, as my healthy seven to take on more activity. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm going to work on that and try to get that open for you guys. My goal will be maybe the end of April. Um, hold me to it. Keep me, keep me accountable to that. And we'll try to make that available for you guys. Awesome. Well, I was going to say, we wanted to kind of segue into another topic that's been just to me, very interesting. And from like a social standpoint, and that is this idea of allowing uh, tracking from our Apple or Google devices so that we are able to use that technology as a means to flatten the curve with the pandemic. And uh, you guys may have remembered last week, one of our call-ins from Ciara, she's living over in Korea. And she was saying that like, really, they're pointing to that use of that technology um, as a major way that they have really had better results with like controlling mm-hmm. the pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like Kelly and I just wanted to kind of like hash that out together and maybe talk about some of the pros and cons of that or like why there's such resistance to it. So have you have you given any thought to that or like would you be willing to give up some of your personal security from like a technology standpoint in order to help? Here's my here's my thoughts. Um, I have no illusion of privacy. Like exactly. I I understand enough about the way technology works nowadays. Like, please, China knows everything there is to know about me. Um, you know the the system that they keep medical service or medical records for service for ugh, medical records for service members housed was hacked a few years ago. So like Russia and China probably has like all of our service members bios and metro, you know, all this stuff. Like, there's no Amazon predicts. I I mentioned in the kitchen the other day to Hannah, like, hey, oh my God, I only have 13 coffee filters left for my Chemex. <laughs> and I looked on Amazon, like the next ad was, was coffee filters. Ad. Hey, FYI, they don't ship till May 1st. I was like, holy oh. crap. <laughs> but also super helpful. So I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. It's like, oh, I need to ration my coffee filters. Um, I... I think right now is an unprecedented time, but I also understand the apprehension and the fear of um, overstep mm-hmm. into our lives and Big Brother and all of that. Um, I think that oh, I keep I'm keeping my thinking small. Casey, we're using I'm using that like yeah. crazy. Like Casey, our, our our recording last week mentioned keep your thinking small. It's all you can control. So when I think mm-hmm. about things like that, it's easy to spiral out. Yeah. Um, but I also know that they have been doing a really good job yeah. in Korea and other places um, to the point where I saw, I think it was a Vice uh, article or video kind of story on you basically get this app. Uh, and I don't remember where this was. I want to say South Korea, but I could be wrong. You get an app on your phone um, 
that you register with and they like check in with you. And, um, I think that they were testing people and whatever. So you either have the virus or you don't. Right. Right. So, but then, um, if you, let's say you ride the subway somewhere and someone on the train had the virus or had potentially, you get, you get a score, you're red, red, yellow, or green. So you're hopefully your barcode, your QR code stays green. Um, if not, if it turns yellow, it means that you somehow were in contact with someone who either had the virus or had also been in contact. Um, Right. You'll be yellow for 14 days. But so what does that mean? The green barcode is your ticket in to restaurants or public spaces. They are literally scanning your barcode before you enter a building. Also, there's a like an alert that will go off if you leave your house if you're unread or if yeah. you're supposed to be quarant- like isolating because you have <laughs> like I don't know what the 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 disciplinary actions could or cannot be in those situations right. if you're disobeying or like left your phone, I mean who knows. Um, but it's also a really, 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 really efficient way at controlling the spread. So I don't know. I'm torn. What are your thoughts? Well, not just controlling the spread, but possibly a step toward getting back to normal life. Like instead of just the blanket role of like everybody's home now, well, Mm -hmm. maybe your area isn't as impacted or maybe you have a green light, you know, you you can go out. So yeah, Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. And I know we talked a little offline, like there's a, a contingent of people who are seeing this even as like a like a spiritual sign of like Mm -hmm. the end times and the mark of the beast. And um, Mm -hmm. I have my own trauma with all that from like these crazy um, (laughs) thief in the night videos from when I was younger. Girl, we did harvest fest or not, or judgment, judgment houses in youth group. Did you do? Yeah. But yes, the left behind movies and mm -hmm. stuff. All that. So, um, so yeah, I do think that, I don't know. It's like with most things, there's a fine line and you need to be aware of like what you're giving up and what, I don't know, but I'm like you, it's just, we've already given up so much. And like, even just with our phones and like the advertising, like you mentioned, and the ability that people have that ability to check in on us and like do all that anyway, whether we're giving permission or not. And, um, yeah, I think it's the evil you don't know about it or don't know about versus the one that you're agreeing to and opting into. Right. Like, so just because we don't, really know what all Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg or now I might get banned from iTunes now that I said their names. But, <laughs> um, you know, just because like we kind of know, like, yeah, sure. They know about what's going on in our private right. life. We actually have no idea what all they know and how they're using that information. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we could go down all kinds of rabbit holes here because I have lots of theories. But mm-hmm. also on the other side, if I had to, if you were to ask me like right now, would you do this app? I would. Without- well, for, first of all, you would have to you would have to mandate it. It would have right. to be like across the board, like federally mandated. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. Right. And then you're going to have people like us who are obeying the social distancing and and staying home orders and all of that. Um, whereas other people think it's garbage and the government can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So unless we had a hundred percent buy in, then no, I wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. But if everyone did, I wouldn't feel infringed. Um, yeah. because it would be almost a r- reward for me doing the right things all the way along anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hate that we're there, but well, let's there's be a whole real. lot of talk of like, what, in what ways are we like selling our soul to the devil? Like, would it be a tracking device? Would it be a vaccine? Would it be yeah. accepting a stimulus check? <laughs> you know, right. like what, what are yeah. the ways that we're just kind of like 
maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's too too political for what we normally get into. <laughs> so I'm watching, um, there's a show on HBO called Westwood. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody's watching that. Um, the, the first two seasons were about this like uh, resort where they had robots and they'd create these scenarios that you could live out and uh, rich people would go and pretend to be a cowboy for anyway, it was kind of, it was crazy. It was fascinating theory, but um, mm-hmm. anyway, so now though, season three, spoiler, sorry if you haven't seen it, but um, just fast forward season three, they have the robots have escaped and they have become intelligent and <laughs> like total Terminator kind of thing. And they're actually yeah. trying to come in, but the whole, mm, I'm trying to simplify the, um, the kind of the, the evil, uh, in the mm-hmm. show is this software that was developed that is actually like a a way to curate information and data on every single person in the world via all these different ways and mechanisms of collection. But they're literally giving people like odds and Ooh. pigeon pigeonholing people into certain jobs and certain industries based on all these factors um, and prediction, you know, prediction models and all this kind of stuff. And then also saying like, you're probably going to die at 40 from you know whatever right but nobody wow. knows this. it's already predetermined it's literally like a god machine um and so what she just did in the last episode was she turned she gave everyone their data and like people have lost it it. <laughs> anyway but it's just like it's crazy though because what they're doing is taking this idea this fear that we have right now and, right. and drawing that out over the course of like the next 10 years and then saying hey this is what it could be like if we mm-hmm. really let things get away from us so you know those two ideas right you hold the same thing like one world saving technology right. you know to combat something that we don't even know oh we don't even know how to even begin right versus yeah. this going too far and we have no free will <laughs> essentially and we're just all in the matrix and <laughs> yeah i got to find something better to watch tiger king's not back yet <laughs> yeah seriously seriously (laughs) yeah well and that kind of naturally leads to an article that we both came across over the weekend Mm -hmm. from medium and it was the title of it was called prepare for the ultimate gaslighting and Mm -hmm. we won't get into like every single facet and detail of that article but basically the author makes the the i don't know he suggests that We've been given this great gift of like a pause and really like resetting and kind of like taking a look at what's important and how like what our values are. But then he says, like, be warned because we're about to get taken, like all the marketing, Mm -hmm. all the, you know, all the things that marketers, politicians, whomever are going to come telling us we need after this. Be aware of it and don't fall victim or, you know, don't fall for it. And um, yeah, that just. I don't know, like there is a whole element of this that goes beyond just the the immediate and just taking care of your family. Like it's that bigger, broader world that's going to be waiting when we come back. And like, how are we going to navigate that? Yeah, because and oh, there's so many great points. First of all, I love how he um, articulated this as the great pause. Mm. Um, I just think that is powerful. And I've heard that Look, Jocelyn even in our first uh, check in said something about a collective pause. Um, and I just yeah. I think that's important to recognize. And that's one way that we're all kind of getting through it is that it's not just like one country or one state or one city or one family or one yeah. community. It is everyone. We've all had to stop back, step back and like, yep, we can recognize and find the positive in this. There are plenty of things to um, be hopeful about now that we've had the chance to kind of like drill everything down to the basics, right? This Mm -hmm. is all, even to like recipes. I was listening to um, 
something. I forget what they were talking about. Like we're not gourmet chefs right now. Yeah, like, we're using what's in our pantry. It's almost like a, a you know a callback to like the twenties or something. Yeah, like, you just use what you had. And I've been doing that. I'm like, what can I make with cornstarch? And I'm just kidding. I'm not that creative. But <laughs> it's so it's neat that we've been we've had yeah. to be more resourceful. But then, and I'm I'm saying this as a marketer also. Um, there's going to be a real onslaught of, Hey, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And remember how awesome this was or how, mm-hmm. you know, like how much you need my product back in your life to feel normal mm-hmm. again. We're going to go back to 2019. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we're going to see these sorts of storylines played out in all of the advertising to, to really kind of jump us right back into what got us in trouble in the first place. Truthfully. Right. Um, you need this, you need this to feel normal and to get back to the way things were. And the reality is, is that we're never going back. No, we're never going to be the same. Um, so we can either try to figure out what new normal looks like, or we can struggle and drown. Um, yeah, he said, he even calls it the great American return to normal. Yeah. Um, but what does that even mean anymore? Yeah. What is normal? What will normal yeah, be? Yeah, we have this cool opportunity to move into something better, you know, <laughs> like yeah. and to shake out the the stuff that we didn't need and the 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 attitudes and the perspectives and the fights we were having and like all these things. We have an opportunity to let that kind of stuff go. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a real challenge to remember like yeah. where we are right now and where we want to be a year from now. Yeah. Um, well, and like he says in the article, the whole idea of like, well, that didn't really happen. It really wasn't like that. And yeah, it was. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think that's something about getting tossed off your Peloton and being like, <laughs> what the F just happened? <laughs> so yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Which is why I know I've enjoyed doing a lot of little like silly, but like personally fulfilling like documentation little projects. Mm-hmm. Like I've been writing these little um, Corona Chronicles. I've been, I had been doing it every night. And then this past week, I was like, forget this. Like I'm, this could mm-hmm. go on forever. I'm tired of writing these, <laughs> but I usually do like a 10 good things post and then those. like a little video on the weekends. And I've been doing, just kind of been taking a, a phone dump of all my photos each week and putting them in iMovie mm-hmm. and like, just as a way to document like what we've been doing. So I don't want to forget, like, I don't want to forget yeah. what this time has been like, and hopefully try to look at the good that's come out of it. So speaking of the good that's come out of it. We have one last call in and much like one of the ones from last week, um, this person wanted to submit it through a um, email and I read that aloud. So Kelly, you want to play that last one we have? Yeah. This is Claire and I will be reading for a listener who sent their message in via email. Hi, Claire and Kelly. This is Teresa from Chattanooga, one of your faithful listeners. During our quarantine time, For me, as a retired senior adult, this has been a time of rest, renewal, and reset, both physically and spiritually. There's been plenty of quiet time for reflection, and as I reflected, I began to see a pattern. My life before COVID-19 was busy, 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 wheels always spinning, but not accomplishing much of significance, mainly enjoying life for me and about me. Me going to exercise class, me getting my nails done, me going for hair appointments, me shopping, me going for girls trips. Certainly there's nothing wrong with any of these activities, but what I really, what am I really doing for others, my church or my community? Quarantine time has allowed more opportunities to sit in the same room with my husband watching TV, eating more home cooked meals together at our table 
and taking long walks and having good conversations again. As with many others, I've cleaned and organized and decluttered my house, and it's allowed for more frequent visits with my 87-year-old mother, taking meals to her. I've called and checked in more frequently with family, friends, and neighbors. There's been a shift in my thinking, I believe, about prioritizing and making the most of each day, because as we know, each day is a gift. Although with so much uncertainty, deep sorrow and sadness surrounding us, I have found a deep sense of gratitude, contentment, and peace within my soul. Claire, I love and miss you dearly. Kelly, I've never met you, but feel as if I have. Y'all, keep moving forward with your podcast. You provide much wisdom, laughter, and varied opinions on many topics. Just know you are helping the 65-year-old stay relatively current. Much love, Claire's mom, Teresa. <laughs> I love you too, Claire's mom, Teresa. Wasn't that <laughs> so sweet? sweet. I, she told me yesterday, she was like, I've got, because I had mentioned to her, I was like, Mom, we would love to hear from you and like have your mm-hmm. perspective and she agreed to do it, and she called me. She's like, hey, I'm not going to read it, but if I write it, you can read it, whatever. Oh. And she read it to me, and we were both crying when she read it. Oh, <laughs> when she was like, so I special. miss you. Um, yeah, but oh. I, I just feel like I, I do love her perspective. And I had mentioned to you, like, I feel like a lot of times I'm really quick to think about, like, well, that what's that next phase of my life going to look like? And what yeah. when I finally don't have, you know, kids at home or when I finally can do what I want to do when I want to do it, like, that always seems like the ideal, right? Like, oh, I can't wait when I can just travel whenever I want mm-hmm. to or, like, have all this extra disposable income for myself. <laughs> and I think my mom brings up the good point that, like, yeah, that can be fun for a while, but, like, at the end of the day, like, it's not that fulfilling. And maybe Mm. where can that time or those resources be better spent? And so, Mom, I love you. I thank you for sending that in. You got me thinking a lot. And um, I'm sure others, I'm sure that resonates with them, too. That's so that's so sweet. And and it's true. Like, I've thought that a lot. Like, I know that grandparents all across this country, especially grandparents of military grandkids are probably just dying because they're so used to stepping up and helping out and taking care. But there's literally there's nothing I can do right now. They're yeah. kind of in this helpless, like watching behind the glass, kind of literally like the FaceTime, the iPhone glass, um, yeah. just watching um, everything unfold. And that's got to be pretty, that's got to feel helpless. So yeah. we see you guys. We love you. We know you, we know <laughs> yeah. you're there on the other side. <laughs> so, yep. Well, and, I and think we're doing too, this for you too. We like are. that's the, that's, I keep stressing to my kids. Like we're we are so uncomfortable right now because we want to protect all the grandmas and the grandpas. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, among other communities, but definitely the older folks. So, right. Well, and I think too, of the flip side, like we've, it's been great. Like my kids are at great ages for all of this. And like, I'm not, I can't imagine if I had like a, house full of toddlers or babies Mm. or whatever. (laughs) But, um, but I think too, the flip side of that is like, I feel like my mom and dad probably are like even lonelier because they don't have a house full of people. And it's like, all their social things have ended and all the normal like routines they have in place as retirees of like (laughs) their normal social distancing from each other when they need a break. They're just, it's just them. And like, there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And um, I I think maybe parents that are in the same house. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be tough for them. (laughs) Yeah. And I've even been texting some with one of my aunts and I was like, how are you guys? And she texts me back a picture of this giant puzzle she's working. And I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, like they they may be longing for the days when their kids were at home. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, you know, right? Hard is hard for each person differently, you know? Yeah. Like, 
I don't have toddlers, but mine seems super needy and yours, I'm sure you have your own set of, you know, your yeah. part, yours are probably dying to go out more with friends than mine are, yeah. you know, and it's just, they, there's just a different, even that I was talking to somebody today who was asking me questions about our experience. And, um, I was just like, I don't, he was like, I can only imagine, you know, it must be harder with kids that are old enough to like talk back. He doesn't have kids. He was like kids that are old enough to talk back than toddlers. I was like, I don't know if I'd want to be stuck with toddlers right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't compare them to teenagers yet. Cause I don't know that, but definitely not. Oh, littles, man. I feel, I see yeah. y'all too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mamas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's just say that just as our ending, our ending I always thought, love this question. I know <laughs> what, and not, I won't even say the main thing you're looking forward to, but what is one specific thing that you really can't wait for once this is all over? Like, Oh, great question. It can be simple. This it can be simple is, oh, or we complicated. Should do this like every week because this can change. Um, I I think just dinner at a restaurant. Yeah. I really do think I really enjoy um, getting dolled up and going to dinner. If it's, I mean, and I would say that even just because we're in a deployment, like yeah. I would just love to go on a date. That would yeah. be freaking awesome. You yeah. know, like get dressed up and get a babysitter. Remember babysitters? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or going to a movie, I, you know, just something fun. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like overly social. I will tell you one huge thing that I'm like super saddened that we're going to miss this. I think it was this past weekend. They canceled it. A friend of mine was having her 40th birthday party Aww. and she had planned to have it at the brewery that we all love this huge outdoor venue with love music. And it was going to be a nineties themed party. And you were supposed Aww, to dress up as fun. your favorite nineties musician. And I already had my costume planned. I was going to go as Fiona Apple. And mm. I was like, begging her to please have karaoke because I know all of her songs and like yeah it's just it she canceled it on face like the I got the notification through Facebook we knew it was canceled months ago right or right. weeks ago but it just hurt mm-hmm. so that stuff like that I, yeah that's what I'm gonna miss what about yeah. you you know I would say I am really looking forward to getting back to our church community I had had mm-hmm. this stupid thought like we're not even like, I just don't feel like we have that many friends here. And then I'm like, what am I talking about? Like, those are our people. And like, I, I miss, I miss just being together and knowing like week in and week out, you're going to see the same people. We kind of yeah. have this little tradition. We would all go to the PX after church to eat the nasty fast food that's there. But wow, it was Claire. Yeah, gross. <laughs> I know. Well, that's about one of the only, it's just convenient and close yeah, by yeah, yeah. and we're able yeah. to pull like 10 tables together and accommodate like 40 people, kids, older kids, younger kids. So yeah, yeah, same with you. Just I'm I'm missing like just being out at restaurants Mm -hmm. and with friends and community. And um, gosh, I love my family and I'm grateful. And I feel like we have a really good thing going here, but like family is a, a big, broad thing. And I think especially those of us in military communities, we, we rely on a wide net of friends who we, consider our family. And so it's almost yeah. like we haven't been able to see that part of our family. And I'm well, I mean, it. let's, let's not forget. I mean, we're socially wired. Like we're, yeah. we're social creatures. We need that. I mean, so being cut off from that in this really drastic way is, is something to pay attention to. I mean, we, we need to acknowledge that that's a, a loss that we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, and then just as an addendum, I would say, definitely getting my hair colored because oh for sure I started like, I started to say that but took it back <laughs> <laughs> no I'm like I'm about to be looking like a haggard old like one of the Macbeth weird sisters like witch <laughs> witch hair 
<laughs> but my sister, she sent oh, me this funny, funny meme. She was like, I have never been so thankful to be so low maintenance. No nails, no lashes, yeah. <laughs> no crazy hair, no tanning, no Botox. I'll just be the same yep. hot mess coming out of all this as yeah. I was going in. <laughs> That's so true. Yep. Um, I just like to point out really quickly that you brought up you missed your church and I said I missed a brewery. So <laughs> No, no, that's where we have both have community. That's I'm joking. I'm yep. joking. Oh yep. my god, somebody's gonna hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Speaking yeah. of, I did do a little drive through our town this weekend. Just I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see all the signs of like all the local businesses. You know, like the little like low to the ground arrow signs that they change, like the marquee signs. I was like, I'm just going to see like all the different ones in town. And there were some really funny ones, like even the Taco Bell, which is a franchise they had um, open because tacos are essential. Um, And then like a couple, their crawfish is really big here, especially in this season. And they had one that was like, we're open, no Corona. But there is this little like distillery here. It's little, it's not a brewery. Like you're talking about it's mm-hmm. more of a, a just go in and their sign said that um they're doing drinks to go now and there is like an really? open pretty open container cool. flexibility here in louisiana anyway so people we do not have that as long as it, i think somebody said as long as it has a straw or there's no <laughs> straw in it that's what it was as oh, long as you need to get it home yeah yeah but i'm just thinking people probably are putting straws in in the car sure (laughs) i'm sure they are a friend of mine posted a picture from texas and she got uh, a mexican meal like to go and they delivered um margaritas by the gallon i was like ah that's incredible and she had two (laughs) i was like oh i could go for some mexican food we did do chilies Mm. takeout friday and we hate chilies like we never eat at chilies but it tasted like manna from heaven (laughs) because we were like i'm just tired of cooking all the food and like my own like ugh. We got some chips and salsa from there, and I got a hamburger, and I ate every bite. It was so good. Well, here's to all the takeout to come. I know we've we've had our fair share, and I tell you what, Grubhub and Instacart, oh, y'all, they are my life force right now. So, yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Please take care, and as always, if you have a welfare check that you would like to share with our listeners and with us, Feel free to record that on your voice memo app and email it to either Claire or Kelly at millspogurus.com. And if you don't want to read it, you can write it and send that in the form of an email and one of us will read it on our next episode. Thanks and y'all take care.